0: Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Welcome to hard. the Life
1: is Hard Podcast. This is
0: worse. the Life is Hard Podcast
1: Life with That's hard. what I just said. Rob and Doug. Wow, we're adding our names to it now?
0: Why not? I mean, we've pretty much gone off the deep
1: end. I was still hoping to stay anonymous, I guess.
0: Oh, well, I call you Rob every once in a while. I guess they could just think that I was just calling you that because I was, you know, I don't know. Why would I just these call you? Are, these are our aliases. Right, exactly. My alias is Doug, and I'm also known as Doug.
1: Hi, my name is Doug.
0: And I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> and with good reason, lately. And, and I haven't had anything to drink tonight, so this podcast is probably going to be very dry Oh no! Hey, I just rewatched Smokey and the Bandit from 1977.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool. So, uh, what'd you learn? It was
0: fun. I I was expecting it to be campy and kind of silly. I remember the movie as being kind of like, yeah, whatever. But it was fun. It was, I think what made it more interesting this time is the throwback to 1977. The just the the clothes and the CB radios and the, you know, just it just was like, wow, these were simpler
1: times. <laughs> I like, yeah. I like the way people dressed back then but uh, yeah we've been watching uh, Magnum P.I. oh gosh because, yeah because we're stuck with the uh, digital antenna you know sure you just get whatever's over the air so we found something called Cozy TV which plays Magnum P.I. and a bunch of other stuff uh, and yeah I'm liking the uh, the 70's throwbacks it, Magnum P.I. is kind of campy though like some of the fight scenes you're like, holy cow, did, yeah. I, does it, did anybody buy those? I mean, that's just, like, er, Ernest Borgnine was a wrestler. He, he made a cameo as oh. a wrestler. Oh, gosh. And it was super cheesy, kind of. That is a little crazy. <laughs> it was But, I
0: mean, ridiculous. you know, they, they didn't, TV shows especially, TV shows did not have the budget
1: back then that they do now.
0: Well, that's um, true. Yeah, so they just did what they could
1: get away with. But on the other hand, the music was extraordinary, is extraordinary. Like it's awesome, way better than TV shows have today. Well, that's because the music was better back then. Or maybe because they put more money into the music than they did into the fight scenes or something, but.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing it just wasn't as expensive. I mean,
1: everything's gone crazy these days. But like Magnum PI, Chips, A Team, those kind of shows just had phenomenal uh, music and S- scores. That, yeah, that part is lost, I believe.
0: Actually, I judge a movie when I'm watching a B movie. I decide whether I want to keep watching it based on the quality of the audio. Not just the score, but also just the overall audio quality. Because if they don't pay any attention to the audio quality, if the audio quality really sucks, the whole movie's going to suck. That's like it, a, a bad movie producer doesn't consider audio because he's thinking, oh, I want to get this you know great shot or whatever, and he's thinking the audio doesn't matter, or he's not, that's not at the top of his mind. A good movie producer knows the audio matters as much as the vi- visuals do.
1: Right. And a good podcaster knows that the audio matters way more than the visuals. Absolutely, yeah. Because in podcasting, there is no. Well, I, well, I, qu- I guess there is. I, I quit shaving
0: for the podcast when you guys started telling me that nobody could see me. Well, you know, I, d- I don't shave for anything.
1: So, what difference does that make? I was so disappointed.
0: Did you see the raccoon story in the news?
1: The raccoon climbing no. the building in Minnesota. That was. Oh a- yes, yeah, so, yeah. Actually, I did. Uh, is it was just a brief, you know, like, again, digital antenna, whatever was on, the 6 o'clock news or whatever. Well, it had a happy ending. What killed
0: me was, like, imagining the loss of productivity, thousands of people standing at the bottom of the building cheering for this raccoon. That's terrified, by the way, <laughs> right. and climbing the building because there's a 1,000 people standing at the bottom that he thinks want to eat
1: him. Right, and some assholes down there going, jump, jump, <laughs> jump. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what happened to the raccoon? I, I saw that it was up there, right, and you know, our version of the story. They showed him on the ledge, but that was it. Well he he'd spent twenty two
0: hours climbing forty floors, made it to the roof, right. and on the roof they had cat food waiting in a trap to trap him.
1: Oh, they he made it to the roof? Yeah,
0: he made I mean that's where he was heading I guess, because that was his ultimate resting spot, right? It was well, gotcha. as high as he can go anyway um but he slept on ledges everybody thought he was so cute because he'd stop in a window ledge and take a nap and uh and then climb some more and people were taking pictures of him in the window ledge and everybody thought oh isn't he so cute you know what that thing would rip your hand off if you tried to touch it
1: (laughs) raccoons just raccoons yeah
0: they're essentially rodents they've got super sharp teeth and they're you know they're they're killing machines but you know people think mammals are cute. They're just like, "Oh, it's a mammal. It's fuzzy. It's cute." You know, yeah, so a bear, and a bear will, you know, rip you to shreds.
1: Right. Well, bear is a little more intimidating. I mean, it's big. Do you watch a raccoon, you know, <clears throat> unless it's rocket raccoon with a, you know, a machine gun. Do you ever watch Last Week Tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, did you John see the Harvard. episode where Absolutely. they had that?
0: Where they were they talking about caretakers, and they had at the end an advertisement where the where the uh, people, the older stars, they were using, were, were pontificating about how hippos are killing machines. Yes, that was hilarious.
1: <laughs> right, and they kept saying. But back to the point. Yeah. Hippopotamus. <laughs> Yeah. They're killing machines. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, we'll put a link to that in the show notes just in case. If you don't watch John Oliver, you really owe it to yourself to do so.
0: Yeah, there's some
1: hilarious stuff.
0: Some of his news is a little too newsy for me, um, but he does some hilarious. He just has a hilarious take on stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, So there's something in the science news that was really upsetting for me this past week. Okay. Science Science news, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I should mention before we start the science news that um, there's been a lot of discussion about whether or not dark matter really exists and the fact that they haven't been able to find it. And before I did the podcast tonight, I Googled dark matter, and there's actually two pages of links to dark matter. So I don't know why That's the scientists that, can't just find Just two pages? It. Yeah, I know. I was kind of surprised at that, too. But nevertheless, there's dark matter coffee. There's dark Ooh. matter day. There's a dark matter TV show. There's, yes. a, there's a, a space.com has a what is dark matter. Wikipedia has dark matter. I mean, dark matter is not hard to find if you look. I'm really disappointed in scientists. And this recent development in the news, this um, over the, I think it was a few days ago, I saw a headline that said uh, scientists watched as black hole violently swallows a helpless star. Okay, they stood by and watched. They didn't Aww. do anything. They didn't raise a finger to help the star. They did absolutely nothing but watch. You that's know,
1: that's that's sad. It's, who, who who was the star? Eric Estrada. Uh, they didn't say. But they Britney said. Spears? But they said
0: it was ripped to shreds as it was sucked into the black hole. I mean, we sit here and, and pick on Donald Trump because he's separating families from children. And and then we just let these scientists go without any criticism at all. Well,
1: you know who could fix that? Donald Trump. Get the Space Force on this Yeah, case. there you go. There you go. Yeah, he's going to... Yeah, I'm concerned
0: about this whole... uh, Well, I'm concerned about Trump in general. Anybody who's ever heard me speak knows I'm not really a big Trump fan. But, um, yeah, we have international treaties that are trying to keep people from weaponizing space because basically it could be... uh, Dangerous? It it could be catastrophic, really. I mean, I don't know if you remember... I'm sure everybody remembers the Star Wars thing when Reagan was in office. That
1: scared a lot of... um, countries. Well, maybe not everybody remembers because we're old. Well, that's so tr- Star Wars was what? nineteen eighty six
0: would have been in, uh, Reagan 88? got elected,
1: I believe in 84, I believe. No, he got elected
0: in 80. 80? Okay, 80. Uh, he was the first president I voted for, so I would have had to have been 18 when he got He elected. got
1: elected in 80, got reelected in 84 somewhere in the middle of that. Oh, I was might have Star voted Wars, for his but-
0: re-election then cuz I don't think I was old enough to vote in 80. I was only 16. Anyway, so, um, yeah, the the Star Wars initiative, the idea was to put a weapon in space that could take out missiles if somebody were to fire.
1: (coughs) Excuse me. Right. It was designed to be a deterrent. So if, if Russia, in theory, or the Soviet Union at the time, fired a missile at us while it was traveling toward us, the Star Wars defense system could uh, basically, like an anti-aircraft missile. Well, almost, it would have a laser. It would have laser weapons. Anti-missile missile. But and it, but it used destroy it.
0: Yeah, it used lasers, which makes it faster than a missile and much more, you know, easier to target a moving object. But the obviously the fear for everybody in the in the world was that we could use this weapon to take somebody out. Right. Just literally magically like somebody be walking down the street and basically what we do with drone strikes today except there would be no drone there would be no indicator whatsoever
1: it would be just a giant laser from the sky
0: yeah psst, vaporizing you yeah and there's all kinds of things that could go wrong if you start weaponizing space like for instance you know countries rely on satellites for communication for GPS for all these things and if you put a weapon in space you could just start taking out satellites um, and create total havoc across the world in no time flat. So, that, so everybody's terrified of anybody weaponizing space. And, and that's why we actually have, since the, the Star Wars thing, we have treaties that have been signed to basically say, we're not going to do that, because that would be, you know, if we can all agree not to do it, then we're all much safer. But in any the case, not The no, crazy Trump,
1: part of that would be, like, you know, who does space belong to? There are no borders in space.
0: Right, right. And that's the whole—I mean, that's part of the crux of the thing. Like, And you can just be drifting over any planet—I'm sorry, any country, rather, and right. do anything. And that's—there's just so many things that could go wrong with uh, weaponizing space. It just could be a—I mean, we, you would have no— security whatsoever there'd be just no way to have security um so, so anyway yeah now trump comes along and says you know we're going to create a military space force and it's like oh my
1: god he knows nothing it just drives me nuts but we're going to create a space force it's going to be the best space force ever in the history of space forces
0: yeah we're going to start another weapons race basically uh, what, what do we call that A uh, Arms race. Arms race, exactly. And you, so yeah, I, I'm just totally um, nonplussed by that. But I'm hoping that, uh, and, and this is my last Trump comment for the day, that. I hope somebody knows that Trump's been doing this, that he's getting blamed for separating kids from their families you know, as they come in, and um, I'm hoping that Congress will pass this law that they're pontificating on that will do nothing more than, than say that Trump doesn't have to separate families from their children, because right now, basically, he really has no choice. If you're going to prosecute somebody, we have no system for detaining the kids with the parents. If you are going to prosecute the parents and not prosecute the kids, then you put the parents in jail and... And the kids have to go somewhere. And so this is what he's relying on is this letter of the law kind of thing. He claims it's the Democrats' fault because the Democrats wrote the stupid laws. And I don't even know what laws he's talking about, but you know, it's all the Democrats' fault. And if they don't do something to fix it, well, Congress is pontificating on a bill to just change the one thing. Because what Trump actually wants is he wants a bill that will alter immigration policies, that will give him his border wall, et cetera, et cetera. And they want to right. change just one thing, just just to pass one simple little bill that says you can't do this. You can't separate parents from the kids um, or, or you don't have to or something. But anyway, whatever the ease is. But what I want to see is what is what I want to know is what Trump's going to do after he vetoes that bill because it's not what he wants. This is a bargaining chip that he has. He doesn't want that. He wants other stuff.
1: Um, well, I'm sure he'll just veto it and still blame the Democrats for it and – you know, it really doesn't matter. I mean, Democrats, Republicans, Trump, and you know, yeah, I, yeah, it doesn't. They're you're right. all politicians and politics, and the whole thing is beyond dumb to me. Anyway, I, my, if we're going to get political for a minute, I go back to the Statue of Liberty. Give me your tired, your poor, your hungry, or whatever. Right. We need to make a path to citizenship simple, you know, and effective and quick. And so you want to come in? Great. You're welcome to come in. Just do X, Y, and Z, and you're done. In like two months or three months and not 15 years and not have to park yourself illegally and all that stuff. You know, we should not, we're way too caught up in these people are here illegally and not caught up enough in we need to make it easier for people to come here legally.
0: Well, not that, but a lot of these people are asylum seekers. And uh, Trump has done everything he can to limit the uh, options for asylum seekers. Like, you can't seek asylum because your husband was beating you up and he happened to be like the mayor or the or a police officer and there was nothing you could do the town was
1: gonna basically you know you, anyway you can't seek asylum. Well, why does for, it even need to be that bad i mean why can't you just be in another country and say i'd like to live in the united states and go live there
0: well and that's that's um another aspect of immigration but i guess what i'm saying is it used to be that if you had a legitimate reason to flee for your life that you could go to another country and and sort of get a waiver um it, at least the benefit of the doubt you know and people fleeing gang violence are no longer allowed to seek asylum basically it's like fuck you You've, you know you're gonna have your gangs it's your stupid country you stay there and pay the price because we don't want to bring your stupid you know problems here i mean he used the term infest uh just in the news today he said the democrats are are uh let's see how did he say it uh no matter how bad they may be to pour, you know, they, they don't care if they pour into our country and infest our country. I mean, come on, what is an infestation? These are people we're right, talking exactly. about. Exactly. These are children being torn away from their parents we're talking about. All these things are just completely, insanely inhumane, and this is not the legacy of our country, or the legacy of our country that I want to have anyway. But, Yeah.
1: Anyway, we're going to get too serious on all that stuff. We already did, but yeah, okay. So let's talk about, uh, so there's kids that are ripped away from their parents, and (laughs) then there's kids that the parents would like them to be ripped away.
0: Yeah, can't get rid of them. They keep coming back. They're like a bad penny.
1: Or, right. or the cat.
0: I don't know if anybody... Nobody remembers that song. We used to sing it in school. The cat came back the very next day. Oh, yes, the cat came back. They thought he was a goner, but the cat came back. He just wouldn't stay away, away. So when your kids come back to live with you...
1: Or if they didn't never leave to begin... Didn't never... Right, they, right. You just can't get rid they, of them. Oh, my goodness. I turned redneck there for a minute. If they didn't never leave... If mm-hmm. they had never left to begin with... Case in point, 30-year-old, I believe he's in New York somewhere, Syracuse, something like that, lives at home with his parents, and the parents say, okay, it's time to grow up and, and, and get out. You know, Apparently, he counts on them for food and shelter, claims that he does his own laundry yeah, and other yeah, chores or whatever.
0: Like, like somehow this gives him a waiver, well, I do my own laundry. I have, right, my, exactly. I have my own room, and I do my own laundry. I'm not. I'm not living in the basement," he said.
1: So the parents sue the child. To well, basically
0: multiple levels. I mean, they've been trying to get rid of him for forever. Right. Well, the first forever.
1: Maybe not the first thing they did, but before they sued him, they gave him eleven hundred dollars and said, "Here's eleven hundred dollars. Please use it to find yourself a place and start to you know make your own." Do they have any idea how much rent is? Yeah, apparently not. Yeah, because. Especially in New York. Right? Oh my God! Well, I mean, yeah. he's not in the city, I guess, but still.
0: Well, in any place that's worth living, eleven $1, hundred bucks would get you a month, maybe two, if you're really not even. Yeah, yeah, well, no, I, yeah, Not, yeah, not yeah, even
1: because you need the first. Because you need. The oh yeah, yeah. You wouldn't even get in the door. Yeah, and yeah. the security deposit plus an application fee. I mean, really, eleven $1, hundred is not enough, and that is true. But. You
0: know. Well these so parents anyway. need to need to put up or shut up. They need to come up with say five thousand dollars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, anyway. No, I I'm not disagreeing necessarily. I think it's you've got a valid point there. It's, but <laughs> But, I mean, they I'm, want the kid to I'm kidding, leave, right? so I'm they, kidding, because I really uh, think he needs a stand in his, He's 30 years old. He's not a teenager. He's not... I know you're kidding, yeah, but still, but you've yeah, got a well, good I point. Well, I want my audience you know, to no, really ain't going to get you very far. It's yeah. going to get you next door, maybe, or to Grandma's house or something. But, anyway, uh, so they sued him, and uh, his case, though, before the judge, is that when a family member is dependent on other family members for food and shelter and like that, they... Need to have six months to get out rather than just one month like normal. Sure. right? Which the judge didn't buy, but I just thought it was funny that on one hand he's claiming to do his own laundry, you know, therefore I'm independent. But on the other (laughs) hand, the argument to... Right. On on the other hand, the argument to stay or to get more time to leave was that he's dependent on them. I I tell you what, I'm glad I'm not his parents
0: because I... uh, I would find something to happen to him I would arrange an accident for him
1: I, it's it's hard to say you know because on one hand, I could see that being annoying like come on you know you gotta to you know live your own life and get out there and do stuff for yourself On the other hand, I know certain people <clears throat> uh, who would rather have their kids living with them even though they're adults, you know, because they don't call and they don't hear from them enough. Well, and and I'm okay with
0: that. I'm okay with the whole, I mean, there's other countries where you have three generations living in one house. I am totally okay with that. However, if I were the parent and I had gotten it Like, he did something to become unwelcome. He did something, you know, he wasn't welcome there in the first place, or he just got on their nerves or something. But if it became...
1: Well, he doesn't do shit. I think that's the the nerve-wracking part. Well,
0: whatever it is, if I got to the point where I wanted him out, and I had to go to court to get him out, and then he got some sort of, you know, six-month waiver or something, I would be like, look, this is my house. I don't give a shit if I spawned you or not. I, you know, raised you, put you through college, whatever, and now you're sitting here and you won't leave when I tell you to leave.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking. Like they're not really trying hard enough. I don't think. Like they sent him a letter. You know, they sued him, sure, but did they change the locks on the door? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, may- what I'm saying maybe he never leaves um, today. They- did they, or, well, yeah, um, possibly he never leaves, but, I mean, there's other ways. You could, like, start a fire. Well, and another the thing we don't know to hire be... Hire a bouncer to meet him at the door, or, you know... To be
0: To be fair, we don't know how employable this guy is, but I'm assuming, since they didn't say he was handicapped or autistic or anything like that, that he's
1: employable, and he should at least be working and contributing to the household. He defended himself in front of the judge. I mean, like, he was his own lawyer, and (laughs) he made a legal argument. The guy has to at least have somewhat of a brain, you know. Yeah. So he's got to have the capacity to work.
0: Right. I mean, what are we talking about? Just going out and getting a job on the corner so that he can, you know, give his parents maybe $300 a month to make it worth their inconvenience
1: of having this guy around. And even more reason to a- adopt a universal basic income so you don't have these problems because then the guy don't, you know, if the concern is legitimate, you know, $1,100 isn't going to get me an apartment. Yeah. At least you have like some kind of stepping stone to start your own life. You know what I'm saying? Well oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm all about that. I am totally, I don't know if we're going to get into that today, but I'm, there
0: are so yeah, many, there are so many advantages to that system in terms of the amount of paperwork, the amount of, cost to administrate all these things and the economy i mean yeah. if you're
1: in the business of selling stuff you want people to have money to buy it right well so, and this know, way they get money and we did talk about this before but it also gives employees options
0: you're know, they're not stuck with an employer if they got a sucky job you know it's just, right. just so much there's so many advantages to this i mean i personally you're would- right Yeah, we're going
1: to get derailed.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, we can derail because we have nothing,
1: unless you want to follow up with the California discussion. Um, Well, we can segue into the California because that's where they're trying. The universal basic income is in uh, Stockton. That's right.
0: That's right. Well, there's a, a country, I think Norway or somebody was trying it too, but anyway, yeah.
1: Well, in America, I'm talking about.
0: Well, California is not. Oh, wait, wait. That's
1: one of our states, isn't it? Well, it might be three of our states, yeah, come November,
0: yeah well, no, because only eleven people are going to vote for that,
1: you think I counted them yeah <laughs> let's let's place bets on that. what's the over under and yeah. you're know. saying eleven, huh all right, I'm gonna say it gets people are crazy now, look brexit right nobody saw that coming trump being elected nobody saw that coming i think the level of people that just want to shake things up is still fairly high Uh, i think i think it's going to get about 30 35 percent of the vote i think about Well, one in one in three. uh, If we throw Trump supporters in
0: there and we say they're going to do this, then yeah, it's going to get one. But see, that's well, I don't even know if Trump supporters are one in three anymore. But the thing is that this anybody who does any research at all is going to know that it's not only a matter of splitting the state; it's a matter of total freaking chaos. And and the question of yes, would all three states become members of the union? Uh, I would assume they'd have to because California's already... I mean, everybody in California is a U.S. citizen. Well, wait, 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 not everybody. But they're U.S. citizens.
1: <laughs> um, uh, well, but that that would... I mean, the federal government's not going to like that. If California said, we're splitting into three states, the federal government's not going to want to be railroaded into having to admit those states into the Union, and they essentially would be. Plus, one of the big concerns or arguments that I've seen... Uh, that are people that are for it are saying how unfair it is that california only gets two senators exactly you know to represent all those people whereas like utah or every state gets two senators right but that's the point of the senate yes because the house of representatives is based on population Correct, right. So if you want the heavier representation, you're talking about the House of Representatives. And when you talk about Congress as a whole, 535 members, California has way more uh, uh, Congress people. Yeah, yeah. When, when put together. Well, but you know,
0: as crazy as it sounds, though, Senate is the more powerful body. And one of the reasons for that is because when our founders originally designed this system, Senate was the wealthy landholders and the House of Representatives was essentially the House of Commons.
1: Right, the commoner people,
0: right. Yeah, and they wanted Senate to have control because the last thing they want to do is let poor people control anything on account of they would want to take the wealth away from all these super wealthy people who didn't do a damn thing to get this wealth.
1: And we're back to the universal basic income.
0: Well, back to income distribution and all kinds of rants that I've had over and over again. But you know what? I'm just going to say this as we end this podcast because we're about done. I don't think repeating some of these rants is a bad thing. I Oh, no, no, no. Because, because hopefully I don't say exactly the same thing I said before. And these are really important things. We we have a couple major problems in this country right now. One is income distribution. That's actually a worldwide problem. Um, yeah, I was just about to say
1: that. The other one is... It's not is, just a country. It's
0: humanity. Yeah, the other one is, even notwithstanding Trump, we are really pushing the envelope on possibly losing our the dollar status as the you know reference currency or the reserve i think it's called the reserve currency for the world and if we ever lose that our debt is such that it will be unsustainable and we will not be able to continue borrowing money like we do right now basically when we borrow money now we're essentially just printing money and we can get away with it because the dollar is the reserve currency um but Trump is basically—and again, I don't really want to bring Trump into this, but he's not helping because he's pissing off everybody in the world, um, except for people we don't like, which is kind of weird. Um, right. But,
1: Kim Jong-un and
0: yeah, but, but Vladimir if, Putin. But if the European Union gets together with China and says, hey, let's, take, let's switch over to the euro or the yuan or whatever um, as the re- reserve currency— we are screwed. We're already in trouble the way our debt's spiraling out. It's, it's, a, it's a crisis waiting to happen. But those two problems, it doesn't matter who's president. It doesn't matter whatever. We're talking about financial cataclysm here. And we need to get our act in, in, in order. And we definitely need to be friendly to our friends. We, you know, we do not need to be pissing everybody off.
1: Well, there's, there's financial cataclysm in, in those statements, you know, the income inequality, which is, I think it's a humanitarian crisis and, and the financial one you're talking about, plus there's environmental looming on the horizon with global warming and all that. Well, well what, what everybody needs to climate remember change whatever they want. What to call everybody
0: it. needs to remember when they pick up that $10 bill is that10 dollar bill is only worth what somebody says it's worth. It's a piece of paper. Right. Right. And if people decide that our currency is worthless or we do something to make our currency worthless or the income distribution is such that people are like, fuck it, we don't have any money. So money is like – if money – like a Monopoly game, right? If one guy has all the money, then the rest of us have to do something to get along. So we'll say, fuck the dollar. We're going to do something else because we're not all just going to disappear. We're not all just going to go starve to death and die. We're going to fight back. So, yeah, you, everybody needs to remember that, that the only reason the money they hold in their hand has any value at all is because society is intact and has
1: given that piece of paper value. Well, now the more you talk about it, I might be rooting for the dollar to collapse. Then yeah. I might be, I might be on the side of the Chinese in the in the Europe. It may, it may affect us, you know,
0: in some ways well there's going to be a huge i mean that the the problem isn't going to be the end result the end result could be a better world we don't know what the end result will be but i can tell you guaranteed that the interim will be painful
1: yeah, yeah it will yeah i've been using the monopoly analogy for a long time uh to describe the income inequality yeah. that we have been talking about. Now we you just know, need to have
0: more people who actually have played Monopoly.
1: I'm not sure well, if that's you, a contemporary you, thing. That's right. It's just as outdated <laughs> as the Star Wars defense <laughs> missile defense system. Yeah. Well. But so well, let me just say real quick. So just so that I've life said is it, hard. Yeah. You oh, and I sorry. are going to play Monopoly. Uh, I'm going to start with all the money, and we'll see who wins.
0: Well, even if you don't start with that, if you start with most of the money, you're going to buy up properties.
1: And, this, and this is what's happening in the world right now or in this country. That's especially. my point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, they, it's it's, an, it's a live game of Monopoly, but instead of like Monopoly where everybody is counting out the same amount of money to start with and it's yeah. you know equal, you're starting with one person who has or some people in an alliance that have most, if not all, of the money. Yeah, essentially, and, it's essentially, and everybody else has none, and you know, so who's going to win
0: that game? Yeah, essentially, ninety nine percent of us are sharing something like twenty percent of the money, and the one percent has got the other eighty percent of the money. Yeah,
1: right, and, and, and they're the ones that are buying all the properties, and and you're landing on their properties no matter where you go. Exactly, and, gonna, and I want to maybe talk you're about destined that. to go bankrupt.
0: Yeah, I might want to talk about that in the next podcast because this whole buying up properties right now rents are totally disproportionate to income. You know, all all this stuff, and and there's a lot to be said about that, so I don't want to get into that right now because we're we're done. But life is definitely hard, and I think it's going to get harder. This podcast is going to be very
1: relevant to the future.
0: Life is hard. Well,
1: that sounds fun. I hope so. But it could be worse.
0: (laughs) Life is hard. It could be worse. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard.